0: The book of Revelation in your Bible features mysterious symbols. These apocalyptic symbols include the famous four horsemen of the apocalypse, a woman riding a beast, and a beast with seven heads and ten horns rising out of the ocean. What is the meaning of these symbols? According to Bible prophecy, they indicate a significant change in the world's balance of power. Who is the beast? Who is this new world superpower, soon to arise on the world scene. Stay tuned. greetings to all our friends around the world. Most students of Bible prophecy know that we're living in the end times. The expression, the time of the end, for example, occurs five times in the prophetic book of Daniel. The book of Revelation in your Bible reveals the sequence of events that lead up to the end of the world or the end of this age. These prophecies reveal a dramatic shift in the world balance of power. Will a new superpower soon replace the United States? After World War II, the Soviet Union challenged the United States for top superpower status. For decades, the Cold War kept our planet under the constant threat of nuclear destruction. Today with the fall of the Soviet Union, the U.S. seems unchallenged as the world's only superpower. No other single nation has a more powerful military. No other single nation has a larger economy but times are changing. America is no longer invincible at war. Its military is overstretched. At home, its economy is challenged by growing competition from China. In 2005, the United States fell to eighth place in per capita nominal gross domestic product behind Luxembourg, Norway, Iceland, Switzerland, Ireland, Denmark and Qatar. Yes, six European nations were ahead of the United States individually per person, and as we'll see later, the European Union GDP as a whole was ahead of the United States. Bible prophecy reveals that a new superpower will arise in Europe. The book of Revelation describes this power symbolized as a beast. Who is this beast? And what events will lead up to the end of this age? On today's program, we'll answer those questions. And we'll be offering you an exciting free booklet that will help you in your study of Bible prophecy. It's titled, The Beast of Revelation, Myth, Metaphor, or Soon-Coming Reality. Be sure to write down the phone number and address. You can also order this free booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Just ask for the booklet on the Beast of Revelation. When we review the lessons of history, we know that the nuclear age began at the end of World War II. We now know that a nuclear war can destroy all life on Earth. It was on August 6th and August 9th of 1945 that the United States dropped the first ever atomic bombs on the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in Japan. A new era of mass destruction had begun. On January 17th, 2007, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, managers of the Doomsday Clock, set the clock to five minutes before midnight. The doomsday clock has moved two minutes closer to midnight. Midnight, according to the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, represents global disaster, the figurative end of civilization. My friends, let's understand. The Soviet Union exercised its superpower status for many years. The world came precariously close to nuclear war during the Cuban Missile Crisis. But later, in 1989, the Berlin Wall, a symbol of communist domination of Eastern Europe, came tumbling down, and the Soviet Union disintegrated. Russia is now the leading nation of the Commonwealth of Independent States, which consists of 11 former Soviet republics. These nations will eventually play a significant role in end-time prophetic events. Bible prophecy predicts that nations east of the Euphrates River in Iraq will invade the Middle East. Undoubtedly, Russia will join other Asian powers as they exercise their military might. But a new superpower called the Beast will meet the Asian forces at Megiddo. These powers join for the final battle commonly referred to as Armageddon. Our regular viewers have seen our programs on this climactic event. My friends, you need to know the future as revealed in your Bible. If you have your Bible turn to the last book, the book of Revelation, or the Apocalypse. The beast of Revelation represents a powerful empire. This superpower will join other forces in the Middle East for the final battle between good and evil. That battle is often referred to as the Battle of Armageddon. If you have your Bible, turn to Revelation 16. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. The kings of the east move westward across the Euphrates to join other forces. Look on any world map and see where the Euphrates River is located. It begins in Turkey, passes through Syria, then through Iraq to the Persian Gulf. And what nations lie east of the Euphrates? Those nations include Iran, India, and China. Notice now in verse 16, where the kings of the earth gathered. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon." Just what is Armageddon? The word Armageddon is a transliteration of the original Hebrew Har Megiddo, which means the hill of Megiddo or the mountain of Megiddo. Megiddo was located about 55 miles north of Jerusalem and Israel. In ancient times, it guarded the main trade route between Egypt and Damascus. It also overlooks the largest plain in Israel, the Valley of Jezreel, as it's called in the Bible, or the Plain of Ezraon. The Old Testament records several major battles that took place here. These armies of the world gather at Megiddo. As we've seen, one of those great ruling powers is called the beast. What does this beast symbolize? Turn in your Bible to Revelation, the 17th chapter. Revelation 17. Here the Apostle John describes this beast. This beast has seven heads and ten horns, and a harlot is pictured riding this beast. My friends, let's understand. The book of Revelation contains many symbols, but we don't need to guess or speculate concerning the meaning of these heads and horns. The Bible interprets the Bible, as we'll see. The Apostle John sees this beast in a vision and he sees a woman riding the beast. Revelation 17 and verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and 10 horns. What do these heads and horns mean? We'll discuss the answer to that question in the next part of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you this exciting free booklet titled, The Beast of Revelation, myth, metaphor, or a soon-coming reality. This booklet will help you understand not only the beast as described in the book of Revelation, but the same superpower described as a beast in Daniel, the seventh chapter. Nebuchadnezzar's image of Daniel, the second chapter, also predicts this end-time superpower. You need to understand these major prophecies discussed in Daniel 2, Daniel 7, Revelation 13 and 17. To help you understand these major prophecies, we have a chart in our free booklet that compares the characteristics of these visions. The first column describes the image of Daniel 2. The second column describes the four beasts of Daniel 7. The third column describes the seven-headed beast of Revelation 13. The fourth column describes the harlot riding the scarlet beast of Revelation 17. The final two columns of this chart give you the symbolic meaning and the historic fulfillment. This free booklet is titled, The Beast of Revelation. Many Bible students have tried in vain to identify this mysterious beast. Who is it? And who is the woman who rides the beast? Our exciting free booklet on the beast answers these questions. Just pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy. Just ask for the booklet on the beast of revelation. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation,
1: if you call this toll-free number, 1-800-934-5579. That's 1-800-934-5579. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227.
0: In the first part of our program we saw that the kings of the earth and their armies gather at Megiddo. They are influenced by a powerful leader and military force called the Beast. The Apostle John sees this beast in a vision and he sees a woman riding the Beast, Revelation 17 verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast which was full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. The seven heads represent seven kings or kingdoms over a period of time. Verses 10 and 11 explain that. There was the original kingdom and then seven revivals. So the final revival will be the eighth kingdom or empire. As we'll see later, this is the revived Roman Empire. This final beast will have great military power. This empire, this alliance with its ten kings or kingdoms, will even attempt to fight Christ at His coming. Revelation 17 and verse 12. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war with the Lamb, that is the returning Jesus Christ, and the Lamb will overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings. And those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. This superpower will use all its modern weapons of mass destruction against Jesus Christ. But its armies will utterly fail against the King of Kings. My friends, you do not want to succumb to this future world-ruling superpower. Turn in your Bible to Daniel, the seventh chapter. God inspired his prophet Daniel to see and vision four great beasts. This vision reveals additional information about the end time superpower beast. Daniel 7 and verse 2. Daniel spoke saying, I saw in my vision by night, and behold the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea, and four great beasts came up from the sea, each different from the other. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off, And it was lifted up from the earth, and made to stand on two feet like a man. And a man's heart was given to it. And suddenly another beast, a second like a bear. It was raised up on one side, and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, Arise, devour much flesh. Daniel then describes beasts that were like a leopard, and another beast with ten horns. Daniel explains in verse 17. Those great beasts which are four are four kings which arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. The fourth beast and its ten horns here in Daniel 7 also represent an end time revival of a great empire. God is giving us a prophecy of a coming superpower. Daniel writes about the fourth beast in verse 23. The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings, who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and shall subdue three kings. The horns represent successive kings. They will be judged. And the final beast power will be overthrown as we read in verse 26. Then God's kingdom is established on earth. Daniel 7 verse 27. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all dominion shall serve and obey Him. My friends, I pray that you will be a part of that kingdom that you are preparing even now for that great event. As we've seen, the prophecies revealed to Daniel and the Apostle John all converge on the final apostate superpower. Can we identify this superpower, this final beast? Turn in your Bible to Daniel, the second chapter. Nebuchadnezzar's famous image gives us both biblical and historical evidence of the four world-ruling empires. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that troubled him. The prophet Daniel was called before the king and proceeded to describe the great image in the king's dream. Daniel 2 and verse 31. You, O king, were watching, and behold a great image. This great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. What empires or kingdoms did this image symbolize? Most reputable Bible scholars agree on the identity of these empires. Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar that the head of gold represented him and his empire, the Babylonian Empire. What world-ruling empires followed? The head of gold represented the Babylonian Empire from 625 to 539 BC. This empire was replaced by the Medo-Persian Empire from 558 to 330 BC, represented by the chest and arms of silver. The belly and thighs of bronze represented the Greco-Macedonian Empire of Alexander the Great from 333 to 31 BC. The two legs of iron represent the Roman Empire from 31 B.C. to 476 A.D. And finally, the ten toes on two feet of iron mixed with ceramic clay represent a future revival of the Roman Empire. Now notice that the final worldly kingdoms represented by Nebuchadnezzar's great image will all come to an end. The image represented four world ruling empires and their extension to the end of the world or the end of the age they will all be replaced by what is called the fifth kingdom, the coming kingdom of God. The stone that destroyed the image represents the coming kingdom of God. Daniel describes its meaning in chapter 2 and verse 44. And in the days of these kings, symbolized by the ten toes, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. The kingdom of God will replace the beast power. Now, let's look at this chart, which harmonizes the prophecies of Daniel 2, Daniel 7, Revelation 13, and 17. The first column describes the image of Daniel 2. The second column describes the four beasts of Daniel 7. The third column describes the seven-headed beast of Revelation 13. The fourth column describes the harlot riding the scarlet beast in Revelation 17. And the final two columns give us the symbolic meaning and the historical fulfillment. Our free booklet, The Beast of Revelation, contains this helpful chart. As we've seen, Daniel's prophecies predicted the empires to succeed Babylon. The last empire with its revival was the Roman Empire. There were six revivals, including the imperial restoration under Justinian in 554 A.D. and the restoration under Charlemagne in 800 A.D. And the end-time beast power of Revelation will be the final revival of the ancient Roman Empire. That ancient empire continued from 31 B.C. to 476 A.D. The beasts of Revelation 17 and Revelation 13 also symbolize the end time revival of this ancient empire. Turn in your Bible to Revelation 13 and verse 1. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. As we pointed out on previous programs, this beast will have an end-time fulfillment during the three and one-half years leading up to the return of Christ. Other commentators have also identified the beast of Revelation as the Roman Empire. This includes the new Catholic edition of the Holy Bible, translated from the Latin Vulgate, generally called the Dewey Reims Version. It makes this comment concerning the beast of Revelation 17, verse 11. Quote, The beast spoken of here seems to be the Roman Empire, as in chapter 13. End of quote. In other words, both the beast of Revelation 17 and the beast of Revelation 13 represent the Roman Empire. This Catholic Bible also comments concerning Revelation 13, 1, as follows. Quote, The picture of the first beast is based on the seventh chapter of Daniel. This beast is the figure of kingdoms of the world, kingdoms founded on passion and selfishness, which in every age are antagonistic to Christ and seek to oppress the servants of God. Imperial Rome represents this power, end of quote. Yes, even the Dewey Reams Bible admits to the identity of the beast. My friends, you need to understand prophetic trends and events. To help you in your study of Bible prophecy, I'd like to offer you this exciting and revealing free booklet, The Beast of Revelation, Myth, Metaphor, or Soon-Coming Reality. This booklet will give you the biblical and historic information you need to understand the beast described in Revelation and Daniel. The beast in Revelation is identified by a mysterious mark. You need to understand the mark of the beast. The beast is also identified by a number, 666 What is the meaning of this number? And who is the woman who rides the beast? Our free booklet will give you the answers. Here in the center is a chart comparing the symbolic meaning and historic fulfillment of Daniel chapters 2 and 7 with Revelation chapters 13 and 17. This booklet will help you in your study of Bible prophecy. There's no cost or obligation. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy. Just ask for the booklet titled, The Beast of Revelation. This informative booklet is
1: yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-934-5579. That's 1-800-934-5579. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227.
0: Bible prophecy predicts an end-time superpower that will eventually dominate Europe and the Middle East. This superpower will be a revived Roman Empire symbolized as a beast in the prophecies of Revelation and Daniel. Let's understand. Even now, many Europeans envision a European Union as a new Roman Empire. Will the current European Union become a new Roman Empire? Tomorrow's World Regional Editor, Douglas Wernale wrote the following in his article titled, Shadows Over Europe. Quote, Europe's modern leaders are still trying to unite Europe on a Roman model. When the Treaty of Rome was signed in 1957, laying the foundation of European unity, the participants stated that we felt like Romans that day. We were consciously recreating the Roman Empire once more, end of quote. That's from The Signature of God by Jeffrey, pages 190 and 191. Will this new Roman Empire become a superpower? Let's look at the 2005 economic figures from the European Union's official statistics office, Eurostat. European economists reported that in 2005, the 25 EU nations gross domestic product, GDP, was 4.1% higher than the United States GDP. 12.91 trillion dollars compared to the United States 12.41 Europe's GDP was 500 billion dollars higher than the United States Europe is also more populous than the United States with Eurostat reporting a combined European population of about 464 million more than 50 percent larger than the United States which passed 300 million in October 2006 The European Union ranks third in world population after China and India. Yes, Europe is surpassing the United States as a world economic power. Germany right now is the leading nation of the European Union. As we pointed out on previous programs, God will once again use the end-time descendants of Assyria, the nation of Germany, in punishing His people, the modern descendants of the ancient house of Israel, the American and British descended peoples. My friends, you need to watch developments in Europe. As we saw in Revelation 17, the beast power will even fight against Christ when he returns. But Christ will conquer all who oppose him. The Apostle John writes in Revelation 19 and in verse 19, And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth and their armies, gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse, and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet, who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with a sword, which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh." The returning King of Kings, Jesus Christ, will conquer the beast and all oppressive nations. He will establish the kingdom of God on earth. May God help you to understand the prophecies He's revealed in your own Bible. May God bless you as you prepare for the return of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Be sure to call or write for your free booklet on the Beast of Revelation. This booklet will help you understand major prophetic events and how you can prepare for the future we invite you to join us each week on tomorrow's world roderick meredith and i will continue to share with you the teachings of jesus christ and the exciting end time prophecies and their meaning so join us again next week right here at the same time this
1: informative booklet is yours absolutely free no cost no obligation if you call this toll-free number 1-800-934-5579. That's 1-800-934-5579. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. This program do not necessarily reflect those of this station. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.